Welcome to episode 26 of the Messy Truths Podcast. This is Mar coming to you from Montreal. Hello, hello, middle child. Misha J. Kanagahage. Back from Kenya to Kanagahage. So, back hungry for some giraffes, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, geez. Welcome back, Nisha. This is Azar reporting live from New York City. Haven't gone anywhere. Just New York City. Since <laughs> God knows how long I need to get the fuck on out of here. But that's actually the best segue for our show. Yes. What are we talking about today, ladies? We are going to talk about something that is so close to my heart. I live for it. I almost didn't get married because I need to do it so much, which is travel. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So folks, I think all of us here on this panel are deeply, deeply like in need of getting out. (laughs) We definitely are in need of getting out of our own countries. And uh, yeah, Nisha just returned back from Kenya on a work trip. And we were having a discussion about travel, travel adventures, travel stories. So this episode is designed to give you listeners some background on some of the places we visited and also we'll provide you with some tips and some anecdotes about you know traveling internationally you should look at it like a little bit like escapism right like yes yeah if you're not able to travel right now maybe we can all kind of just travel mentally together on this uh on this episode of messy truth and that can be done with enhancements or without enhancements whatever floats your boat true indeed uh, so I should say, sorry, yeah, I ahead. should say Karibu, which means welcome. That I learned in Swahili while I was in Kenya. So I learned six Swahili words while I was there. Very Cari- Caribou? Caribou. Not caribou that you'd be hunting up north and eating. Okay. <laughs> caribou, K-A-R-I-B-U. They actually say Caribou Kenya, like welcome to Kenya. So cool. Oh, I love that. Very yeah. cool. That's and actually... Did you know- uh, that's Did you know Hakuna? A- Sorry, I'm cutting it. Did you know Hakuna Matata is Swahili? How long have we been watching these stupid cartoons? They're not stupid. Knew that a long time ago. <laughs> and I was like, I saw it. They're not like, stupid, yeah. indeed. I uh, know. I think they're stupid. But oh, no. we're the stupid ones. You know, I hate Quit. everything, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe this is also another segment of the show where we talk about certain words that should not be pronounced in other countries because what may seem normal oh, here may be God. cuss words or uh, insults or racial slurs absolutely. in other places. Elsewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. So. Like what? Like <laughs> the time I was in Hong Kong and I walked, in, I walked into a store. And the color of the couch in Hong Kong was N brown. And you can figure out what N means. And I was like, WTF? What the fuck am I seeing? No. Are you yes. serious? Was, yeah. it, was it like Negro brown? Oh, or no, no, no. it was like actually the no. N brown? Yeah. No. It was like, yes. In Hong Kong. I was like. Wow. Oh my God. But also, and I don't want to throw too much shade at Hong Kong because, you know, we got, I got some close peeps who are HK. Um, but the toothpaste has, is black faced. It's got a black, char- black face character with shiny, bright teeth. Yeah. You know, oh this is gosh. one of the things that I think we're all going to have to educate the listeners on is to travel with really low expectations on. <laughs> awareness awareness about racial acceptance and diversity some countries are just not there yet and they never will be it'll take a long while for them so you know i don't know about you guys but i go in with low standards because you're talking about complaining about things that have been going on for centuries and it's not my country i don't live there i don't plan to live there on a regular basis and to be honest, if you want to continue with your racism, go ahead, you know, do what you need to do. I'll be very selective about where I spend my money. But um, yeah. yeah, just go in with low expectations because 
it's just it's just not that kind of like social and racialized awareness it just isn't in Mm. certain places Mm. you know my Mm. dad used to travel a lot for work and one of the places he used to go to a lot was Guangzhou in China which is where he dealt with a lot of manufacturing plants because he was in the um, fashion industry is that like the former Portuguese colony It's got like this beautiful Pearl River and I think it's the same place. I'll check. But I I do know that he used to get pulled aside and taken pictures with no matter where (laughs) he went. Because this wasn't like a touristy kind of area in China where he would go. It was a very industrial area. And people used to come up to him and ask if they could take pictures with him. Because he wasn't Chinese or Asian. And my dad would gladly oblige. But I was just like, Dad, do you realize how highly racist that is? Like, (laughs) why are you? Yeah. But I mean, you know, I I guess for him, it was like, it it was what it was. But that was something that he told me about that I was kind of like, dang, son. Like, we really are so completely unaware of each other's cultures and, and, you know, just just we are so disconnected in a way, even though our world is so, so small now with the Internet, we are really still very disconnected. And yeah. that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, these are some of the things I encountered. But, you know, spending a significant amount of time in HK, I've realized that some of it is a little bit just lack of ignorance and exposure. I remember that, you know, um, there's actually like there's a lack of word for curly in 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 uh cantonese and because they're not used to the texture so Mm. whenever a friend of mine would describe my hair to their mom they were they couldn't picture it they would say whoopi goldberg hair and i was like nah bro i don't have locks (laughs) on me but i i I come to understand that it's also about exposure and then Mm -hmm. what they import for example about other racialized folks is what they see on american downloaded television and as you know American racialized media is probably not the most positive. So, <laughs> you know, and you're yeah. right, Mar, it Pearl River is in Guangzhou and it's famous because it hits Macau, HK. And yeah, there, so yeah, I've, I've been there. I've been there. Guangzhou. It's it's a really it's actually a really beautiful place. Really lovely. I like that more than um, when I went to Beijing. I had the pleasure of going to Beijing. Oh, pleasure. I like Beijing. Um, <laughs> Beijing was okay for me. The I had an immediate problem as soon as I well, first of all, let's backtrack. First of all, anyone going to China, you need a visa. That's the first thing. And you gotta yeah. apply Where, for Americans and Canadians. Americans yeah. and Canadians, you need a visa. And Europeans, everybody. They, everybody. They took my biometrics. Yeah, that's the one thing. When you land in the airport, they will like stare into your eyes, take a photo of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, that photo is then circulated across all of those, um, you know, travel authorities in the country. So no matter where you go, you're being tracked. Watch. But yeah, so you need to apply for a visa at least up to a month in advance. And, um, and that will be your only way to get into the country. If you ever land in Beijing, if you're visiting Beijing, be prepared for pollution. That is a very real thing. Mm. You will be disgusted by the air quality. Um, the one thing I noticed was that the trees didn't really look too green. (laughs) They looked very black. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's they, wild. they do not look like they are living a good life at all. Remember photosynthesis, right? So they recycle air. Think of them as like the liver of nature. So they recycle air and put it back out. But if they don't have enough to recycle, then they're just going to shut down. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's really, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty bad air quality over there. So all the reports you see on the news it's not a lie. It really is bad. Like you yeah. can, if you have children, if you're raising them there, I've heard of case, I've heard of from people who actually, um, you know, live there and, and have uh, raised their children there. And it's expected like asthma is an issue. Um, yeah, so yeah, it, it's a problem. I've also been to Beijing. Uh, I did the great wall of China mm-hmm. and I want to talk about my stupid Western self and how ignorant I was when I got introduced to a different type of toilet. 
Oh, uh, the lovely toilets in uh, in China. Or so this is this is ancient parts oh, of China, but not. But they're also in Southeast Asia. They're also in other parts of the world. So there's there's ignorant little Nisha before she became open minded world culture and so forth. And I go to the bathroom in Hong Kong, and I'm like, "Yo, where's the bathroom?" So I'm looking for this American standard, you flush the handle, you squat because you don't sit on public <laughs> toilets. And I see this kind of hole in the ground and like what, you know, it's ceramic and so forth. And I, and I come back out and I ask my ex like, yo, can you come in here with me? Cause I'm not sure I'm in the right bathroom. Right. Cause you know, all the little gender signs are, are quite universal. I walked into the one that looked like a skirt, but, and then, he looks at me and he's like, yo, Nish, that, that's the bathroom. And I was like, oh, no, this is not for me. But yeah, one has to go. One has to go. So one does what one has to do. And I kept thinking of these stupid shit in my mind. Like, what happens if my foot falls in? Like, what happens if my shoe gets pissed? Like, oh, my God, it was ridiculous. But I came back with my ignorant self and researched that actually squatting and that type of toilet manner it's actually much better for your body. It's Absolutely. like, a, and they do it in it India squats. and all other parts. Yeah. Um, actually, being Iranian, I have very strong squat game because I've been peeing and pooping in those toilets ever since I was a wee little child. And actually, go. the way that, it's funny because my earliest recollection of this bathroom is the way that parents hold kids to take them to the bathroom because our legs are not wide enough to go on either side yeah so so my mom used to hike me up and hold my hold my legs on on top of her forearms and I would do my my business and so like this is the earliest memory I have about going to the bathroom in Iran now in Tehran which is a much more you know like advanced kind of city um, there are also the the whole European style toilets I want to say European style because I'm pretty sure that's where they originated um and that was the the influx of I think France was what changed mm-hmm, Iran mm-hmm. so much. And so like the there were those toilets also, but I remember in the bathrooms of our home we had those same holes in the in the floor that yeah. you're talking about. But and I, also in addition to that, there's 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 bidets everywhere, and not oh, bidets yeah, yeah, in yeah. the sense just in terms of like having water. There's always water next to the toilets in Iran. Like you don't wipe with paper i mean there's paper oh. but you but you wash before you wipe it's like you cannot go to a public bathroom or any bathroom without running water connected to any any, ba- any yeah. toilet and that's the same thing in china you don't expect to find paper don't expect to find soap or sanitizer <laughs> it just it just doesn't exist in certain places so you should be proactive and carry um, certain items with you. Yeah. Bring your own soap, bring your own toilet paper, bring your own paper, uh, <laughs> hand, hand, hand paper, hand towels, towels, I should say. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a fun fact in my fanny pack. I always have a pack of Kleenex and I always have hand sanitizer around my neck. So no, I don't like going anywhere where me and the bathroom have an issue. So I'm always fully prepared for this. But I have to say, Oz, though, I'm like for the listeners, Oz was a bit worried that she wouldn't have anything to contribute. But I'm glad to hear like I'm not glad about the colonial toilet because <laughs> I felt bad that I didn't know. But I actually was like, I, I you know, and, and I have to admit, I was like, nah, man, I ain't doing all this for a long time. I had to consider what I was doing. But then I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm down, whatever. And then I went to Japan. Japan is the epitome of best toilet experience ever. Tell us more. Let's be clear that China does have actual modern day toilets. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, (laughs) We don't want to give this impression that you're only going to be like pooping and and squatting and peeing. No, but I think it's good for you. It's good for you. It's you're going to find both. It's just that in certain places, yes, there are still hole in the grounds that you need to do your business in. But carry on with Japan. Yes. Oh, Japan toilets. Once you go Japan, you can never go back. Like, I swear to God. Japan has, you know, Japan is a dream 
for water drinkers. You can go anywhere in Japan and find the most immaculate toilets in the big city. They will send to you. Oh yes, water drinkers and and toilets. Because you know, to make okay, okay. Let, so I'm a traveler who's very sketchy about bathrooms. I have a pet peeve against public bathrooms in particular.、Mm-hmm. This is a big travel thing for me. When I lived in England, when I traveled to England, I map out the bathrooms that I consider acceptable to go to if I'm on the go because England has some nasty, funky European toilets where people are just nasty. And I'll tell you why. Because the toilets are deep in England, so if they take a shot, it the stain is disgusting. Oh my god! It's disgusting. <laughs> it's like a bad underwear. It's disgust. It's disgusting to me. And their、oh, flush so, is a little、god. bit different sometimes. Exactly,、right? and it's like、yeah. a deep flush. Like you pull the thing, and it, so after.、Yeah. And so when I go to London, I'm always like, okay, here's your parameter niche. Where's the best toilet? I even thought about making an app out of this. Best toilets in London, because it's a trauma thing for me. But then you go to Japan, and Japan has like they've combined Asia and bidets in this magical toilet experience. Not not every part of Japan, but cleanliness is a really big thing in Japan. So when I got to Japan, the toilet self cleaned. Yo, I watched the bitch self clean itself. I was like, oh, I like this. You press the button, and they'll show you. They show you how to go to the bathroom. There's big signs up in English, right? They tell you not to sit on it. They tell you not to squat. It's really funny. The toilet cleans itself. I was like, "Huh, you're inviting my bum. I like that." So then, when you're sitting there in your hotel, not in public bathrooms, I still don't do public public things.、Um, you can play music while you're in the, while you're sitting on the toilet. Oh, I love that. And and. There's a seat warmer. It makes your bum toasty. Oh my god! Oh, beautiful. Yes. But then, ladies, there is the various spraying powers after the toilet. So I love it. And when so you have to prepare yourself for this, viewers, because when you press the spray, whether it's in the vaginal area or the anus area, it's not just a little. It's a big fire hose spurt. And you can imagine me jumping off the toilet, saying, "Yo, why are you up in my cootie for?" <laughs> But I was on trains in Japan. I went out to me, which is the south of Japan. The standard of the toilet made me, my heart skip to beat. I never not drank water. So the reason is I don't drink a lot of water when I'm、oh, traveling is because I don't、toilets. know what access to toilet I'll have. So I'm always、right. like, "Okay, am I gonna drink?" Am I、That's、not going to drink? But Japan, oh man, I had the best water game in Japan because I was never worried about the toilet. So, as you know, my husband is Japanese. He has told me clearly when we buy a house, we are bringing a toilet from Japan for our house. That's such a great idea. I love that. I mean,、yeah. I would love to go to Japan one day. I've never been there, so yeah, I would love to. That's on my that's on、toilets. my list too. I'd love to go to Tokyo. <laughs> That's like、yeah. on the bucket list for sure. But you mentioned London, Nisha, and I gotta tell you, I've only been once, and I will never forget it because through the power of my partner, I had like the full English experience. You know how they、yes. call you know the breakfast there full English. It、A、was full the full English. English experience. It really was、Great. because we flew over. It was early morning. Didn't have the ability to check into the room that we booked at the hotel because it was much too early, of course. But we still managed to get a room, although it had two twin beds. <laughs> That's a British. We、thing. made it work. We made it work.、Um, but what was really cool was going to London was so great because I got an opportunity to go to an English football game, Premier League、mm. game. I oh, got the opportunity. Oh, it was it was crazy. It was like it really was the full English experience. Football game with Chelsea and and Tottenham,、uh, Chelsea versus Tottenham.、Um, none of the teams I support, of course.、Uh, mm-hmm. And then I was we we actually went over there when it was Notting Hill Festival. Oh, Notting Hill. For those who don't know, is basically 
London's Caravana. And it's wild. It's like old school Caravana. Make it right, man. It is. It's old school Caravana. It is. There was no, like, I didn't see that many gates up. There were, <laughs> there were so many Nothing. people. And I'm not the type of person who likes crowds. I really try to, like, avoid them as much as possible. But I drank so much, I was just like, fuck it. Let's just do this. You only live once. And yeah. I overcame that anxiety, had a ton of amazing food, uh, was dancing in the crowd. It was just insane. And shout out to the Afro-Caribbean folks over in the UK, because oh. I absolutely love y'all. It's like a whole other different kind of culture over there. It's yeah. Like shout out the to music. our guests, right? Yeah. Yeah. The music is just different. It's just, and oh, I was my. a little worried about the food too. No, the food was dope. It was dope all around. Amazing um, Chinese food, amazing Caribbean food. Uh, and I did partake in a few full English breakfasts. Yeah. And that was pretty cool too. And it was just great. It really was. Beautiful, awesome pubs, really nice bars oh, around yeah. there. It, the whole culture is just, it's amazing. And that was just on one trip. So I'm yep. dying to go back. And I, I don't know when that will be, but I'm I'm really well, looking forward to going back. You know, London is my secret lover. I lived there for almost a decade. And I spent 10 hours on my way back from Kenya. And I was like, okay, I need to get Victoria's sponge. I need to have a pint. I need to have fish and chips. I had a whole list of things that I had to do in the 10 hours. And thank God there's a WH Smith and a Tesco in the airport. I was living my best my best life in that airport life, uh, being in London. It felt good. It felt like being home. I know I shouldn't say it on air because you know, my home is where my husband is. But man, London, you're a good lover. Like London seduces me every time. As soon as I'm there, it's like I feel settled. I feel settled. It's it's such a deep part of like my adulthood. And but I don't like the bathrooms at all. <laughs> Speaking of food, though, Mar, you mentioned food. I have to say London has probably the most or delicious Caribbean food outside of one's home. Like the food is on point. I, I it's on point. I really enjoy uh, Canada's still the best in that department outside no, of the Caribbean. That. Yeah. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> She's but like, yeah. I want to talk about food because we all three of us like food. Actually, while I was away. Oz and Mar talked undoubtedly about food in the chat. And that's what I would wake we up did? to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have to keto. eat this. Yeah. Keto oh, food. I have right, to eat this. Right. Da, 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 da. And I woke up and I had the pleasure of enjoying Swahili food when I was in oh, Kenya. I'd love to hear about so this. So you would, because it's very similar to Iranian food. So for those of you who don't remember, Oz is Iranian. And whenever Mar and I get to see her and go to see all her aunties and the Baba, we get some kick ass. Iranian food, like some food. I'm like, yo, I'm good. I'm in my elephant element. Uh, it's been a few years for me. I've been deprived. So I agree. We'll but make like, it right. The rice with the saffron and the kebab. And oh my God. Like, I just remember that last time we the were all together. The crunchy bottom. Yeah. Oh, yes. Tadik. Yep. So oh. it's very, there's things that are similar to that, Oz, in Kenya. So Kenya is a very interesting little place because it also has a lot of East Africa, um, East Indians, right? Mm. Whether they're in Tanzania, Uganda, and Kenya. And you can see the mix up in the food, right? So Swahili food, for example, was Ugali. Ugali is similar for those of you from West Africa, like fufu. It's like pounded yam. It's very heavy. But they have kebabs. And I was like, oh, I'm in my element, yo. They're small. They're protein. That's a plus plus for Adisha. Small and protein, we're good. But ironically, they're wrapped in a fried egg. But you don't see oh. it. So it was really good. Yeah, I had really? fried. Yeah, it was really, yo. I brought them home. I just finished it this week. It's protein <laughs> on protein. That's what protein I'm saying. It was made just for me. Then they had something called fried cassava. Now, normally Mar will tell you cassava you use in your soups. You thicken them up. You use them in the winter. A lot of Caribbean folks eat cassava. They turned it into like a dessert. It looked like a churro, a big fat churro. Ooh, and it has a little bit good. of coconut in it. But it's very heavy for me, but it's so good. They also have something called greens. It's like spinach, but on taken to a whole new level of spinach. 
But my favorite was they also have chapati, which I was like, that's totally the Indians in there just mm. doing their, living their best life. But Mumbazi and Swahili tea. Oh, Mumbazis, for those of you who like fritters and know the Caribbean like fritters, think of a fritter, but it's empty. So it's like a thin fritter, like there's nothing in it. Normally, a fritter is a thick dough, right, that you fried. But Mumbazis are, are air filled. So, yeah, they're just air filled. They're very thin, very lightly coconut and cinnamon. You take it with your Swahili tea, which is made of ginger and caramid and all these spices. No milk. Best meals ever. I was like, yeah, I could get down with Kenyan food and Swahili food. I was like, yeah, Asante Sana. That means thank you. I was like, yeah, we're good. We're so good. The food would that good. be on your top food places in the world? Would you say that? Oh, top food places in the world. Like places that I that I crave to get good food. Mm. What what city for you girls or what city or town or just country really knocks it out of the park as far as food like in goes? terms of like, do we have a criteria or is it just food? Just food, man. Where we've been? Where yeah. we've been? Where you've okay, been, Okay, so yeah. I would love to contribute to this conversation because I went to these two countries when I was 11 years old and I can still taste the food and I think that that is very indicative. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Thailand and Singapore. Mm, For me. Singapore. I yeah. had chicken rice in Singapore and to this day, I can smell it. I can taste it. I haven't had anything like it. I've come close. I've come close to at a restaurant here, actually, in New York City. But and Thailand, I mean, wow, the freshest food I have ever eaten in my life, the most diverse food I've eaten in my life. And like, I think it was also the fact that it was one of the first experiences I had traveling at that age when you are kind of more aware and trying new things. And it was literally just the best. And I, it's one of the places that I plan to take my children to mm, for mm. them to experience that with me. Singapore is so dope. And that is probably my top food place mm. in the world as well. It is so delicious. For any um, seafood lovers, their signature dish in that, in that country, for those of you that don't know, it's a city state. It's just one big ass city. There's no other parts to it. It's just Singapore. Right. Um, their signature dish is uh, chili crab. And mm. it's delicious. It's like this big ass crab, which if you go to the right place, you can pick your own crab. And basically they put all of their delicious spices and ingredients and cook it up. And you are left with the crab in the center of the, of the platter with all of like the juice in the platter is just sitting in there and it tastes so delicious. And there's bits of crab in the gravy mm. as well. And you should order these like little soft buns that you can use to then dip in that sauce and you get it with rice. You can get it, you know, whatever you can, usually you get it with rice, but the buns are really needed. I've gone, <laughs> I've seen like an absolute travesty in Singapore where some people literally don't even take advantage of the sauce. They like just get rid of the plate with the sauce. And it's like, are you crazy? That is <laughs> gold. Doing? That is liquid, right? gold. liquid gold. Oh right. my gosh. But anyway, Singapore is amazing for food. It really, it's, really yeah. is. The standard but, is like pretty high. But fun fact about Singapore is that, and this was really funny for me because it gum is illegal in Singapore. Yeah. Littering is a huge problem. Like not huge problem. You will be huge. fined. No, no, in Singapore, beat. you, yeah, yep. more than fine. Littering is not acceptable. Tamed. And, and gum, one of the funniest things that I saw was in Vice magazine years later after I visited Singapore and it was an ad by Wrigley's and it was literally just two words on a big, on a, just a blank page that said, fuck Singapore. And I thought that that was the funniest thing <laughs> I had ever seen in my life. Um, but yeah, like there's been a lot of cases of kids who, you know, did some graffiti and got locked up and like yeah. people from like the States or, or, or other countries who are going into places. And again, this is like, we're just, you can't stress the importance of looking up 
um, the legalities Hell of the yeah. countries that you're visiting. Like you can't just go and assume that you could do what you what do you at want. home yeah. in other countries. There are so many um, there's rules. There's so many examples of this, but you should definitely do your homework outside of the visa. Look up what the rules and regulations and the laws are in that country before you go out there, you know, yeah. really millying it. And Singapore's a, a pretty, I, I was just going to say, country. Singapore is a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty strict place. Like they do have the death penalty. You are really not allowed to bring drugs at all into that country. Oh, if no. you were do caught not in any capacity with drugs, your life is finished. Like you will get the death penalty. They do execute people who are caught with drugs, caught selling drugs. I mean, don't get me wrong. Drugs, we all know drugs still exist there. It's just a certain few that control that industry over there. But you do not want to be the one caught with any of those things. Oz, you are right. There are cases where people have been caned. They've been beaten publicly for vandalism. I remember that case in the 80s. There was a yeah. kid whose father was working caned. over there who got caned. I didn't really feel sorry for him because it was like, what are you doing vandalizing vehicles anyway? Um, right. And yeah, and it's just, Singapore is kind of a weird place in that it's a dictatorship, but you can right. still operate freely. Um, and the gum is a very serious thing too, because I was actually at customs entering in, in the airport and the woman in front of me with her child, the, uh, customs agent pointed to her and then pointed to the bowl that was on his desk. And he instructed her to put that gum in that bowl. Yeah. So yeah. They, they do not they play, play over there. You need to act right when you go over there, but man, what a wild place. Wild place with prostitution that is literally legalized over there as well. Yeah. But you know what? Your your country can't save you. Your government can't save you. Yeah. So don't go in there, you know, yeah. reckless. Just a bad idea. Just watch Locked Up Abroad and don't do it. Okay? <laughs> no, for real. Like... Nah, I, you're asking me about food and I'm I, so Singapore was, I was supposed to go to a conference in Singapore. It got canceled due to COVID this year. So I haven't had the pleasure, but I actually don't have like favorite food ever in a country. I do have to say that I'm always excited to find my favorite food in each of the countries I go to. So that's probably like my highlight. And I went to Kenya. Uh, there was a whole aisle with just Weedabix, and I was so excited and <laughs> happy. You had I an orgasm. Of- you I, I, I felt know. like, because, you know, for those of you who don't know, I love cereal. It, this I'm pretty one, sure everybody knows at this point. This one everybody. cereal, though, Weedabix. <laughs> and uh, I pack it with me when I go. I mean, I'm not mad at you, girl. Yeah, because it's the one thing my stomach enjoys. Um, and I even brought my own milk. Don't ask. So I get to. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Pause before we go on. How did you travel with milk? How did you travel? It was you brought a box of oatmeal. Oh, it's the oatmeal. So it doesn't have to be refrigerated, right? Okay. So, (laughs) but the thing is, you have to understand. You can't presume that you're going to have your dietary needs met when you're in some place you've never been. So I don't ever want to be in a position where I get any form of stomach problems. Right? It will be bad for me. So yeah, I packed my oat milk and I packed my Weetabix and then I went to the grocery store. So another dumb Nisha moment was underestimating how much media lies to us about how developed other countries are. Because Kenya is like a big ass L.A. That's a big ass L.A. Like maybe not me. Let me. Well, you mean Nairobi. Nairobi is a big ass L.A. Like that's a big ass L.A. So the traffic is bad. The food is good. I mean, there's not much there, you know, music acts. You're good. So I go to the grocery store and I turn the aisle and I see the yellow box, which is the Weetabix box. And I'm like, huh. Wait a minute. Yeah. And they have different flavors. (laughs) So I brought those home with me. (laughs) They (laughs) They even have traveler pack Weetabix. So I do. But I have to say some of the best food I've ever had. Um, believe it or not, Mexico City. Oh my god, the food was kicking uh, in Mexico. That's on the bucket list, too. Super cheap country to go to, super good food. You can stay in five stars, five star hotels for the price of one night downtown New York. Um, yeah, and Zach and I, my husband and I, had the most Barrera. 
And you know what we did? We YouTubed it, like YouTubers who go there, vloggers who go there and eat. And then we went looking for the things we wanted. But the Barrera, it's like an oxtail soup. Ay, ay, ay. And potato tacos with spicy avocados on top, costing us $2 for Cost a whole plate. Cost you nothing, right? Nothing. nothing. And I will to tell you, there. I haven't been to Mexico City, but some of the best food I've had has been in Mexico, Tulum, yeah. Mexico, to be specific. Again, shout out to my girl Kat who took me there on a trip. <laughs> and literally, street tacos and fine dining places. Just yeah. amazing food. Amazing. It was really fantastic. Some of the best food that I've had. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, so, yeah. So, but I think I want to talk about something that I think both of you brought up. The do's and don'ts when you go to other people's country. So, fun fact before I get into the do's and don'ts. I watch Border Security. I watch Locked Up Abroad. These are very important shows for me. You watch a lot of TV, apparently. Yeah, and I'm busy, right? <laughs> You're bringing a lot of information to us and for your various TV watching. I landed in Montreal, and the sniffer dog comes near my bag. And I'm like, yo, bro, there's nothing in there. So I don't know what you're doing. Get away from my bag. Because I ain't having border sec- security come and talk to me. I'm not interested. And then I said, oh, I must tell Ozzy that I actually wasn't afraid of the dog. Because the dog rolled up on my bag, and I was like, Hey, look at that. I know Gross. what you I know what you do here. I know what your your kind does. Your kind looks for bad things and people pick and bad. choose pick and choose your battles, Nisha. You yeah. can't get vexed with everything. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not listen, I'm not trying to talk to border control, period. They scare yeah. me tremendously. And that goes back to another fun trip that I had where I was um searched naked. <gasps> yeah, I was what? strip searched twice. Here. So I was on my way to Israel for six weeks and I have a particular last name and, and I have a particular oh, look no. and I have a particular religion and I, and, and it's no shade. I understand that Israel has experienced a number of attacks in planes, but when you're the person who is the recipient of that search, it's very hard to remember that there's a reason why people are doing yeah. this. And I remember going to Israel and I was um, I was away from my group because I left from England and my group left from Montreal and I was strip searched and I was, I was so embarrassed and I felt so degraded, but I kept telling myself like, yo, if anybody's on that plane is clear, it's me. So I'm good. And I kept trying to tell myself that because you can get really angry with that stuff when it happens to you. And they had checked me several times, like to the point where they actually took my carry-on luggage and only allowed me to have five items, including my passport. And when I did get and I arrived and I was talking to the hosts that were hosting me in Israel, they did call and they were like, you know, this was over the top, but I got it. You know, I get it because it's your security. It happens. But the air marshal was sitting next to me and I looked at him and I said, oh, you're good because you're sitting next to the safest person on the plane. (laughs) And he was like, you've got a good sense of humor. I said, well, after you get strip searched three or four times, I mean, like you've seen everything now. What's there more? You're going to love this body. You get what you get. Yeah. Right. Like, you know. But Israel, like these, like you have to be prepared when you go into other countries, because one thing that really freaked me out in Israel was the guns. So we're, I'm Canadian. The three of us, like we've lived in Canada. We understand Canada. And I was in the grocery store chilling because Israel to me was like an eating heaven. There's no pork. So I'm like, oh, I'm good. I can eat everything in the grocery store. And homegirl bumped into me because she flung her gun over her shoulder. And I was like, nah, (laughs) this is not for me. This is not for me. (laughs) Because Israel has- Excuse me, ma'am. Yeah. It was my fault. I should have never bumped into you, even though you're the one who bumped into me. But that's okay with your gun, with your massive gun. I I was like, what if the gun had gone off and shot off my toe? This is the stupidities I'm thinking. But in Israel, they have mandatory service for their young folks at 16. They got to mm-hmm. do mandatory. By the way, it's not just Israel. They also, this mandatory service also happens in Korea for people it who are It also happens interested. in Iran for the men. Mm-hmm. Iran for the men. 
and Singapore. But yeah. Can you imagine you strolling down the aisle and homegirl bumps into you and you realize you're not her you're bumping into. It's her gun and she's Damn, younger than son. you. I was That's like, wild. and as a Canadian, I was like taken aback because we don't see guns like this. You go right. to the airport, young people who are my nephew's age out there, like you can't even get into the airport without getting checked. It's the same thing in Kenya. Kenya checked our luggage four times. When you get on the plane, when you board, because Kenya has had a terrorist attack. So when you board, you know, when you're at the gate sitting in the seats, just plug getting that last juice and you're plugging in your phone, Kenya checks your bags again there. Like it's, it's crazy. They check you before you get in. So you can't even get to the Air Canada desk in Kenya. You got to get searched. Then you get to the desk, you got to get searched and they take pictures of your face, facial recognition. And I'm getting, again, Nisha was getting annoyed. I was like, yo, it's hot, yo, it's hot. I have to keep taking my, cause you know, when you pack your carry on bag, you put everything in its right place, blah, blah, blah. No, you want to open it up again. And you can't take water. So normally when you get past security, you can buy yourself water, right? But because they don't allow liquids and you're going to get checked two more times, again, you can't do the water. And once you leave the gate and go to the bathroom, you got to do it again. I was like this. It was it was the probably one of the intense security process between Israel and Kenya that I've ever been in ever. I want to talk about this a little bit more because, you know, I too am Muslim and have quite an interesting last name. Well, not since I got married and changed my name specifically for this reason. But I used to tell people it is actually random that I don't get searched versus random that I do get Mm -hmm. searched. And actually, my daughter was searched and it was very traumatizing for Mm -hmm. her. Um, I think Kiana was about like seven or eight years old when they pulled her aside and searched her. And that was disgusting to me. And I get it. I know that kids are also utilized in these situations. And this is something that my father and I used to talk about a lot. And this was one of those wake up moments where I was just like, oh, white people don't get this talk from their parents, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was something that I had talked to to some of my other friends when I was like, well, you know, my dad pulled me aside and told me, listen, comply. Do what they tell you to do. When you get to, you know, TSA, if they want to search you, pleasantly comply. If they want to, if a cop pulls you over, do not be combative. Just let them do, let get through it in the most polite manner you can. And we can figure it out on the other side. Um, And I didn't realize that other people are not getting these talks because this is not their reality. And so traveling has always been really burdensome for me because I literally get checked all the time. I only got strip searched once, strip searched. I did get down to my underwear and this was in Iran. And it was really interesting because I had a certain piercing at the time and I was traveling with my mom and I was like, oh shit, I wasn't even worried about the Iranian security. (laughs) You're worried about mama. She about to find out where their piercing is. (laughs) Right? I was like, oh my God. And I was praying to Allah and everybody, whoever would hear me at that point. And I was like, Jesus. Please, please. Anyway, luckily it wasn't that bad. But that's um, that airport also in Iran, when you check into when you go into the Iranian airport, first of all, it's an Islamic Republic. Everybody's covered head to toe. And if you're going to company to countries that are ruled by Islam, you got to cover yeah. like maybe not check all of up, them, buttercup. but the Islamic you yeah. got to cover. So covered from head to toe, but they are so strict. Um, especially, and I don't even know what they call them, but they're like the, the ones who, um, implement and make sure that you're, you're following the religious rules. Oh, like the laws. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the women, Ooh, Lord, when I tell you, like they do not play, they are scary as fuck. And there's also a lot of military with guns around everywhere that, that you go, um, And they are so strict and so scary. It's like one of the scariest things. And even when you're in the country, there's like two different sets of of law. There's like the police and then there's these Islamic uh, police people who come and check your job or like, yeah, yeah, like it's it's really, really wild. And so traveling to that, like I always tell people, like, I really want to take my kids to Iran, but like, I don't want them to go in that state. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. 
like I believe in religious freedom. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that yeah. you should be imposed to to do anything in any country. You can be respectful, you can abide by the laws without being imposed in terms of a religion or like, you know, just mm-hmm. I just don't believe in that at all. Yeah. Which is why I don't think I I want Kiana especially to be exposed to that kind of culture, you know, not like yet. not until, but yeah, I mean, I, I get you Oz. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, I'll be heading back out to East Africa and I'll be going to places where shorts aren't welcome. So I'm like, Oh man, the son Aww. will be having a divorce, but you know, I have to be careful and I probably will yeah. have to wear hijab while I'm there. And you know what? If hijab is a difference between me and getting messed up, I'm okay. I'll hijab it up. Yeah. I'm good. Right. I'm but okay. you talk about heat. You talk about being hot yeah. and uncomfortable. And that's a reality in those countries. And like, if you're not used to it, you, you really got to like, <laughs> you better acclimate real quick. Yeah. Real, real quick. And like, yeah. You know, and like the lack of air conditioning in, in taxi cabs and stuff that you just take, you take these things for granted living in like a westernized country or living in, in Europe or whatever. It, these things are, are, you know, very rare in some of these, especially third world countries. Um, and also speaking of that, you know, people travel to Dubai and I wanted to touch on Dubai because you guys know that I lived there. Mm-hmm. And the reality is a lot of people go there again, very ignorantly, like, yes, Dubai is like this glorified place. You can absolutely wear bikinis on the beach and you can, you know, whatever, like you can be live that resort style lifestyle. But when you're on this public street and you're in front of the locals, you can't be kissing your your man. You can't yeah, be like showing jail. public displays of affection. And that's a reality. And you, yeah. you better prepare for that before you go out there and find out the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and- yeah, and to hear for the na- the naysayers who might be like, oh, why can't I kiss in public? There's a lot of reasons why, you know, these things happen. And we're not here to judge their reasons for public displays. There's a lot of folks who don't do that in their life anyways. And, and if this is the way the country decides to, you know, handle their society, they evolve as they wish. And I'm a full believer in that. Like, every country's have got to come to their own progress on their own terms some do it differently. And 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 that's the thing. But I, I totally get it. I think as you bring up the point about traveling as a woman, and that's a whole other level of security that you got to take in mind. And, you know, I'm not part of the LGBTQIA community, so I can't speak to it. But that's a whole other another level of traveling that you have to consider. I know, for myself, traveling as a black female, I'm always smiling with border control. I don't care what border control. I want to be the happiest person ever with border control because they're the person who are, the, unless it's the Canadians and the Canadians, I'm like, show me what you got. You can't keep me out of my own country. <laughs> but everybody else, you'll get super, super nice Nisha because, you know, I was a victim of fraud in England when someone stole my identity when I left and border control home office pulled me over. And I was like, Nah, that's not for me. That like, what's happening? That's not this life. <laughs> I had to, and it took me two years. I had to write the home office, get my, you know, clear my name, do the work. And that's why, uh, uh, to me, I'm like, you want to search me? Go ahead. I don't care. I'm not, I don't do things that I'm going to jail for. First of all, mm-hmm. I would not survive in jail. So I'm not interested. <laughs> right. I'm not going to jail. But secondly, and I get it. it, like this is the reason that drove me to get a nexus, Oz, was the random search. It drove me to right. get a nexus because yeah. I'm like, look, you might as well just take my blood and biometrics because I'm right. getting tired of y'all just saying, oh, um, excuse me. Nah, like, no, you know, you're just bothering me now. Right. And yeah. as a woman and- who travels by herself, the profile increases. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And like, e- and just as, imagine as a woman traveling by yourself, though, as a male, like, you know, Middle Eastern man, like yeah. that is really rough. And my father had so many experiences where he would miss his second flight, like whatever his, you know, the second leg of his travel because he would get stuck in the States regularly and so actually he got a lot of help from the canadian government they wrote a letter saying this is one of our citizens 
and you cannot continue treating him this way yeah. because he was being harassed. At this point, it's harassment. You know, mm-hmm. it happens so often. And my father, who had just such a gentle demeanor mm. and really tried to kind of appease everyone because he really he was really going by the rules and trying to just make sure that there was no misunderstandings because he realized and understood, you know, how that racial profiling affected him. It, it got to a point where he was like, Yo, you're ruining my 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 business. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you if I can't travel freely and I have no nothing, you know, there's no reason for you to be treating me this way. Like this is just not no longer acceptable. Well, I have a fun fact for traveling. The both of you will love this. I got discriminated based on losing weight. <laughs> so this is another That's a good fun problem fact for- to have. I know. Explain. But it's a I don't pain know. In Explain. The- okay. So viewers, listeners, your photo. I save you. My photo. Oh, it's your photo. It's my photo. So matching so photo. I have a 10-year passport because your girl loves to travel. I love to travel. And I was like, I ain't doing the five-year thing. So within these 10 years, I'm on year seven of my passport. Nisha decided she was just going to go and lose weight. Well, who told her to go do that? So I've had the pleasure of being stopped every single time, even by my own government and asked, because, you know, they ask you to take your mask off and then they look and they look and they look and they look. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, I said, do you want my biometrics? Here's my Nexus card because weight or not, your biometrics don't change. Yeah. Uh, this has happened to me on my way back from LA in 2018 when I first started to lose weight. The woman was like, huh? Oh, are you sure you're Canadian? I wanted to slap the shit out of her and say, are you serious right now? Let me get on the flight. Leave me alone. Border control in Canada. You may want to consider changing your passport, passport photo. So I said, oh, you know what? Maybe. So I called the Canadian government passport office and they're like, yeah, you're getting a lot of trouble. And I was like, you know, shit, Sherlock. And they were like, well, you can change your password photo. I was like, oh, great. So how do I redeem the picture? How do I get the money? They're like, no, you have to pay for it. I was like, well, no, no, (laughs) no. Like, why should I have to pay for another 10 year password? Because y'all have a problem with people losing weight. It's it's not just the weight loss. It's just any kind of physical change that shows you look different from the photo in your passport. You will undergo uh, you will undergo that scrutiny. I went through the same thing. You know, when I when I big chopped and got all my hair cut off, my photo had me with chemically straightened hair. It was straight hair. Whereas when I was traveling it had, I, I was sporting an Afro and I have been, I have had my Afro searched, uh, in the U S what? Yes. No. Yes. You know, when you go in, you know, when you go in the, uh, circular, uh, what do you call that thing? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and it does the whole like 360, uh, you know, a scan of your entire body. Yeah. You got to raise your arms and so forth. Yes. And yeah. I guess because I had a watch off. on it went off. Um, but then I went through again and they were checking and I was fine, but they still had to make sure that everything was okay. And hold so on girl, did they go through your hair? They, the woman apologized and she was like, I'm sorry, I have to do this, but I need to check the bottom of your hair where it was oh on God. the side where your, your watch, watch was. was. So she, she like had to go through just a little bit in the back and make sure that there was no like battery or any sort of explosives in my fro. It was the most ridiculous thing. No, but but this happened in Barbados to me. So I'm not surprised. No matter where you go, no matter where you go. But I'm just saying that experience for me has been in the U S and I have had also, um, the experience of having uh, the alarm or having the, uh, you know, security take me aside to search me because of underwires in the bra. Bra, yeah. Just listeners do not wear underwire bras. All the all the women yeah. out there do not wear underwire bras when you're traveling. Forget it. It is not worth the hassle. Or get you know, a Nexus. Just, it, it doesn't yes. matter if you have Nexus. I, I have Nexus and I still get searched. I still get searched. It's not random. It is not random at There's all. It random. just isn't. I have Nexus and I've 
I've gone through the process of like fingerprints and all these things. And it still doesn't matter. I still get randomly yeah. taken aside. And, and, and the worst thing about it is I get it. Like when I was in Barbados, I wrapped my head and, you know, we, we were coming back from our honeymoon and <laughs> this guy went to touch my head and my husband said, you're not touching my wife. That's a Muslim woman. You better go get yourself a homie, a girl. Yes. And the guy looked at my husband. He was like, no, I'm not joking. You ask a woman before you touch her. Mm. And secondly, you should be having a female touch a female. Um, so that was a big deal. But no, I'm with you. Mar so no, viewers, I, listeners, I'm not changing my password photo. <laughs> it's, I am very proud of the weight I lost. But the, the, the Kenyan authorities were really funny. They were like, oh, your smile is still the same. And I was like, am I smiling in my password photo? Because... <laughs> Those you're are not allowed shots. to smile. You're not allowed. Yeah, to smile you're not your allowed. But I guess photos. I still have this this look about me. Um, but no, I refuse to change my passport photo and still it's time unless the Canadian government is listening and wants to offer to pay for my passport. But no, <laughs> I will not change I'm not it. I'm mad at that. No. Mm -hmm. So, ladies, as we wrap up, where are the places we want to go next? I want to go to Jamaica. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Literally, Jamaica and Australia are the two places that I really want to go to. So kangaroos and jerk chicken. Yes, pretty much. That's exactly why I want to screw go. kangaroos. Exactly. It's all about the koalas. <laughs> there you it's go. All koalas. about the koalas. They're cute. They're cute. Koalas I've I've cute. done Brisbane on the way over to New Zealand. Beautiful. Absolutely New stunning. Is New Zealand is stunning. It oh, is just—it's it. just gorgeous. Had an amazing time in both places. And Lord of the Rings was filmed there. FYI, yes, right? yes. You can actually—you can actually do a whole tour of like they have a um, an entire tourist attraction around hmm. the Hobbit. So you well, can fun. do that if Find you want me there. to. <laughs> Didn't interest <laughs> me either, so I never went. Oh, I, I'm a sci-fi fan. Yes. Um, bucket list. There's so many places I want to go to Ghana. I want to go to South Africa. I want to, I did want to go to Ethiopia, but things are a little tough over there right now. So not, not Maybe sure. Take that's a, a little place. bit of break from there. Fiji. Uh, oh yeah. I want to <gasps> Madagascar. I want to see all those ringtail lemurs. <laughs> They're cute. And, and I want to do like a whole Caribbean tour, a whole mm. Caribbean tour. Take I just me with spend... you, please. I want to island hop and just go from place to place. That's those are Girl, the places on I'm my going list. with you. We want to be rich bitches then. That's what we're saying. We want to be rich. Oh no, bitches. we're gonna be rich bitches. Oh, okay, we're rich. Okay, okay. We're gonna, sorry, be, sorry, rich we're gonna be We are rich already. Uh, we're just waiting for I, the actual influx of the cash I, to come. I'm <laughs> a avid, avid traveler. I, I honestly believe that when my soul was created, it was decided to create to travel. I, when I got married, I told my husband, like, I'm a serious wanderlust. So you really got to lock it down. Like, it's a serious thing for me. The yeah. moment I'm free. It's a need. I need. It's, it's, it's unbelievable how much I can totally easily fit into any place I'm at. So what's um, on the and list? I, and I love that uh, you travel alone. I got to just oh, add yeah, yeah, that yeah. I definitely am not like a loner. I don't like to do things by myself, which is why I'm going with Mar on her. On the Caribbean, Caribbean tour. tour. Um, but... But I just, I do really admire that in you, Nish, that you just get up and go and do I your have own to. Thing. Well, it happened because of Jill Scott. Right. <laughs> so all my mother. from going to, to all Jill. of her no, concerts. No, my <laughs> mother's, there was one magical unicorn concert I missed. Jill yes, Scott you told in, us, in the one in Philly. Yeah. Yes. And my mom scared me into going alone. And I, since then. Now I will never miss an opportunity to do something I want to do. I don't care. I'll figure it out. So the next place, I mean, and, you know, going to Kenya was beautiful. I really have to say. Wait, Kenyan wait, wait. Are the warden scared you out of going alone yes. to the Jill Scott concert. Yeah. You said before that you did not go and you were upset about that. So she scared yeah, because you out my of mother going. scared okay. me out of it. She was like, like don't yeah. go by yourself. Okay. She put my fear in there. That will never happen again. Okay, but so, I have to yeah. say, Kenya was magical. Um, watching a lion eat a giraffe was quite the experience. <laughs> Shout out to Kenty, right? who that's really something. Who was eating his giraffe? I mean, better giraffe than me. So I'm okay with that. And fun fact: impalas. One male impala has a has 50 women under their watch. 
and they fight every five months to see who's going to take over the women. But anyways, fun facts about Kenya. Um, The next places I'd like to go, I'm seriously... I I will be, you know, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I got to get to India. It's like an ancestral home. Uh, Mm, My dad's Indian. Wait, you haven't been? Not yet. Not yet. Oh my goodness. And it's one of, um, like, for those of you who know anything about religion, I'm a bit of a Shiva nerd. I really like the God, the God Shiva. I think he's cool and he dances on ignorance. And I don't know. I just did religious nerdy. Do you need a visa to go there? Because U.S. citizens uh, need a visa to go to India. But well, you I'm know, just wondering, if, do you know I if wonder Canadians, if Canadians do? No, I don't know, but we'll find out. We'll find okay. out. Of course, I have to go do to Ghana research. because of my other better half. Yeah. Um, You know, I want to go to, let's see, Ghana. Oh, El Salvador, Brazil. Salvador, Brazil. It is actually mm. one of the docking ports of when enslaved black folks were taken from the Caribbean. One of the stops we found besides taken from Africa. So one of the stops is the Caribbeans, but the West Africans were also taken to this town called Salvador in Brazil. And you can still see like African culture almost in its origins in this town. It's a very, Mm. very, deep town it calls to me and i have a friend out there now who's like come come and you know brazil is wilding out with rio de janeiro and and like come on i watched the bird movie so the bird movie rio rio i really like that movie though that cartoon movie see so cartoons don't suck animation is Um, good by the way shout out to turning red I just finished watching Oh my God, I can't wait to watch one. it. Don't tell me anything about it. Was it was good. It was culturally appropriate, which is very important to me. So I recommend it to your children. I really liked right. it. And they already again, watched it. Culturally appropriate. That's what I like. But I have to say, I got to go back to Mar to the oldies with the goodies. Like I really miss California, San Diego. I really oh, yeah. miss London. Love the West Coast. Um, and... I really, one of the best places I've ever been, shout out to St. Lucia. Oh my God. Oh. St. Lucia. Yeah. What a place. I want to do the whole like, tour. St. Lucia, Antigua, yeah. all of those places. I just want to go from you. island to island. That's St. Lucia is like there. the Vegas of the Caribbean. What goes down there, nobody knows, yo. So you. <laughs> so for our listeners, if you're interested in traveling, there are countries out there right now that are totally open. Mexico is one of them. Norway yeah. is one of Kenya. them. Kenya. Uh, I didn't see Kenya on the list. Uh, yeah, you don't need anything to get in. You don't need oh, anything? No, you but need a COVID test. But are they open? But are they open? That's the question. Yes, they're okay. open. You need a COVID test. Jordan, Iceland, Romania. Ooh, might be a little too close to Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, maybe right now we should stay. Hold off on that for a little region. bit. But yeah, yep. just, just be easy on that. And uh, Ireland, which I have visited three times. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful country. If you ever get a chance to go there, I highly recommend it. I would also recommend that you, as they say, hire a car, meaning rent a car, so you can travel (laughs) around and go around the country because it's beautiful. You can you can go from one end of the country to like from east to west, west to east in like a day. Yeah. It's not the it's not a very long distance, but nevertheless. The first time I went, I had the opportunity to go. I flew into Dublin and then we hired a car and then we went to the center in another county in uh, in the country. And then we went west to Donegal and then drove around the north into Northern Ireland. Yes, they are still separate. The Republic and Northern Ireland, they are still separate. But Northern Ireland was dope. Belfast, what a great place. It is just amazing, that city. Incredible. Uh, Lots of rich culture and history there. Um, A lot of a lot of education about the troubles, Um, but just just really incredible. I had an amazing time there. And then I had the chance to go back two more times and I do not regret it at all. And also, listeners, if you do make it to London, definitely hop on the speed train and go to Paris. Oh, definitely. It's Paris like beautiful. a couple hours just to get from one end to Are the you other. You're going to go through to this. Paris? 
Yes, because if you go to London, you can take the speed train through the <sighs> uh, through the English Channel. The Don't Euro beef Star. about it. Yes, the Eurostar, and you can you can hop on over to Paris and explore in like you know mere a mere. You can few explore hours. what Montreal's trying to be and never will be. But I'd like to add to please stay away from Germany, especially if you're a person of color. I'm sorry. Maybe it's changed. But in the 80s, we were kicked off of a bus and kicked out of a restaurant. Oh, no. So maybe not a good idea. I was in Dusseldorf a few years ago and I was okay. And you were cool? Yeah. Okay, so may- yeah. Um, hopefully times have changed. Yeah. That's just... Uh, and and there are some us. countries that are now... Um, yeah, you do have other people of other ethnicities living there. I saw Black folks in Ireland. It is culturally mixed in certain places. <laughs> so don't be alarmed. Just the Irish people, take it takes them a bit of time to warm up to you. But once a few pints of Guinness or Murphy's are in them, there they're grand. They're really, really grand. And we all uh, become yeah. one with a little bit of liquor in our system. <laughs> yes. What you're saying. And and just just accept that Paris is um yeah, they got issues there, as all of France oh, yeah. does. But go in again, like we said from the beginning of the show, have low expectations. Right. And these are just our experiences. We'd love to hear from you and where you've been, you know, the do's and don'ts, the best and worst places. Please share with us in our comments and please take the time to to rate our show on whatever platform you listen to it on and share it with your friends. We appreciate all the love yes. and the support. And please check out our, our website. We launched a website recently, MessyTruthsPodcast.com. It's still in progress, but we will be, you know, hacking it a little bit in the the weeks to come. So, yeah. But thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. And we'll catch you next week. Be safe. Have a passport. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Peace, y'all. Take care.